Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom. I know you're throwing things right now, and it's perfectly acceptable to do so. We appreciate you making us your first listen today, even though this one's going to hurt. We're going to get into the positives. Yes, there actually are some. We're going to talk about where they go from here and how could they even try to get this ship pointed in the right direction. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Mr. Matt Derrick is here from ChiefsDigest.com. How are you, Matt? Um, I'm probably better than a lot of Chiefs fans right now. I mean, I, I have to think so. I, I, I had a good lunch. I mean, I'll lean on that. I got the love of a cat that's, you know, sitting here with me right now. So <laughs> try, try, try and focus on the positive in life, right, guys? Yeah, there are a couple somewhere, right, Chris? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not even kidding. I, I do want to focus on a couple of them right off the bat. And that is because of, I think, how much they stayed in the base defense this week. You got a glimpse of what Nick Bolton can actually be. I thought he played his best game as a chief. I thought they allowed him to do what he does best, which is playing forward and downhill. I, I wish that they would have actually blitzed him actually a little bit more rather than letting him read. But he made several plays. I What was it? Three TFLs, Matt. I mean, is this is the Bolton that you were hoping to see, right? This, oh, this was exactly the, the the dream. If you're the Chiefs, the, this is exactly what you thought you were getting and hoped you were getting. Uh, a guy who can eventually uh, become the the leader of that defense in the middle is the Mike linebacker, and the future may be sooner than we think. I mean, originally, 2022 was the plan for Nick Bolton, but after today, um, especially against the opponent, I mean, Bolton had what 15 total tackles. Derrick Henry goes 29 for 86. Yep. I mean, and, and give, I mean, once again, 15 tackles, give the credit to Nick Bolton for that. I mean, because how many times was he just stuffing Derrick Henry and wrapping him up and driving him backwards? That was, uh, that was the best performance I've seen on Derrick Henry by any one player in a long time. And it, I mean, that should absolutely give you as a cheese fan, a huge, you know, optimism for the future is what that position can be because you know the question all along is you know hey he's been he Bolton has been kind of up and down I thought this season and a big part of it has been that he's been playing out of position because yep. he, he really is more of a middle guy they've been asking him to play outside because Hitchens is that guy um, they haven't been until today they hadn't been putting a lot on his play as far as play calling goes started to mix him in a little bit last week with you know especially after Hitchens got hurt um, and they had some packages for him a week ago this week they really said, "Hey, Nick, it's it's your role. Go for it this week." I, I did not. I wasn't completely convinced that they would do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really thought they would try to protect him a little bit more. There was no protection. The training wheels were off for Nick Bolton today, and he excelled. So yeah. between that and and also Willie Gay flashing, there should be a lot of optimism for that linebacker group right now. Which is great because I think that's about where the optimism will stop uh, on that defensive unit, uh, at least with the way they played. But. I do want to say I agree with you completely, Matt. I do think that this is a good sign for them going forward. I was hoping that Bolton would have a good game, and I think he played better than I even thought he was going to. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, to me, I know that there, there's – hey, there's been questions. I mean, I had some guys even this week saying, hey, can Nick Bolton tackle? I mean, is he just going to be a guy that's you know trying to go for hits and, and not wrapping guys up? He was wrapping up Derrick Henry today. I mean, there was no yeah. doubt about it. And I think you just saw it. I mean, the, the 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 comfort that he has at that middle position, I think he's a different player. And I think you certainly saw it today. I mean, this I, – I probably have to go back to Derrick Johnson 
to before I've seen a middle linebacker for the Chiefs have a, a a game like this. I mean, to me, this was, I mean, one of the better games I've seen in that position for the Chiefs in a long time, and yep. that's going to go a long ways. And him playing downhill is a big is a big part of it. Sorry, Ryan. No, I was going to repeat that same thing. Kudos to Spags and House for putting him in position to be his best self because this is what his role is. He had that one pass get over the top of him um, when he was doing that middle drop. But quite frankly, he got on a ladder there. That was a great effort by him. That that was just a really nice timed pass. He did everything right in the run game. He got everybody lined up. You didn't see a lot of hands waving in there like, I don't know what to do. So he performed his role and it allowed Willie to perform, perform his. Obviously, the interception was a big play. But Willie was around all day long. And at this point, Anthony can take his time getting back, I think, in order for this defense to continue to build forward. Well, and the, one of the more, more encouraging things, too, is that you know, the Titans did their homework. I mean, they knew that the Chiefs have trouble going up tempo, and they also knew saw there's a rookie play caller over there. Hey, so early on, let's go up tempo. And they had some success with it, but at the same time, the Chiefs didn't look lost out there. To your point, I mean, you didn't see some of the miscommunications and, and frustrations that you've seen in the past. And, yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be some things to criticize from this defense today, and I know we'll talk about that later, but – um, to me, I mean, I didn't think that you saw some of the communication breakdowns. Some of this was simply Tennessee executing extremely well. I mean, they had a great game plan, so give them credit for that. And they executed it very well, especially in the passing game. Um, but when it comes to the run game, I mean, they set their goal to make sure that Derrick Henry did not beat them. Derrick Henry did not beat this team. Right. And they did Tampa. a very good job. Across Other people the did, but they absolutely <laughs> took, they absolutely took Derrick Henry out of this game. And that was our big thing pregame is that that was what was going to crush them. And they took care of it. The problem is, is it's whack-a-mole apparently for this coaching staff is they can't get two things to line up at once. You get one thing taken care of and the other thing pops up. We have to get into what the long-term effects are. And folks, we got to get into what the realities are on the negative side. After uh, I do want to mention too, Juan Thornhill played a great game, came up, made some saves. Um, Byron Pringle made a great, uh, catch late had another one early Matt anybody I missed it that also stood out to you on the positive side yeah I thought those were were two really big ones um the 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 one the one guy that I thought looked really good at times and then I go back and look at the box score and see that Daryl Williams only had eight touches for 50 yards um yeah I mean you get into a big deficit you get away from the run game that's going to happen I mean you're just going to abandon it uh, and the Chiefs did that today. I mean, they got into a big deficit and they just got away from from the run completely. But I, I thought Daryl Williams had, you know, when when he got his chances, looked very good. Uh, and yeah, big credit to Byron Pringle. Those were two absolutely tough catches uh, that he made. And I thought they were, and hey, led, led the team in receiving with 73 yards today. So give right. him his props. Phenomenal catch going over the top and getting that ball and holding on to it. I was very impressed. Chris, anybody you also saw that, that maybe didn't get enough shout out? I think that's probably about it right now. Uh, going back and rewatching the game, maybe there's going to be a couple of more. Uh, I, you oh, know, look at the second half defense. I think that um, you know, I, I think they played a lot better. But obviously, Tennessee was in a different mindset as well, being up as much as they were. So tough game all around. Yeah, um, I do not suggest going back and, and watching that again on purpose. I certainly will not be. <laughs> um, but if you had to, you could probably do it. And combining it with all your other entertainment over a direct TV stream because they'll put all your movies, all your games, all your streaming entertainment together in one place that makes it nice and simple and easy. And you can get it all together with one remote, one device, and it's called direct TV stream. It puts everything on demand together with you. And that means no 
searching for remotes, no juggling devices. Uh, all you have to do is find that, sign up. There's no annual contract. It takes care of itself. You can get rid of the clutter and get rid of the confusion uh, and get it all together at DirecTV Stream. You can learn more about that at DirecTV.com. That's DirecTV.com. Compatible device is required. The content does vary by package, as does results when you happen to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan. And I'm sorry, folks. The reality is we have a much longer list on the negative side. And it's pretty much everything that we haven't covered so far. Um, we have to start with with the thing that drives the whole thing. Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, I, I feel he was concussed. I, I think they rushed him through the protocol. I can't believe that he actually passed that. Um, if Andy Reid had let him go back in that game, I, we, I would be calling for some serious penalties there, Matt. That was dangerous. But that said, everything before that was dangerous as well. The turnovers are back. The pushing passes into places they don't belong is back. I cannot help but feel that Patrick Mahomes is part of the problem now, not part of the solution after watching this ballgame. Well, to me, everybody was part of the problem a little bit today. I mean, um, started up front. I mean, from the very first drive, um, the offensive line was was not providing much pass protection today. And I was that was one of the things I was really stunned about because even from the very first drive and even going into this game, I mean, you know, especially with Bud Dupree back, the one thing that that the Titans can do is they can get a speed rush on you. They got a couple of guys, you know, Landry in there too. They can they've got some speed on the outside that they can come after the quarterback. And there was no help trying to chip or provide any help whatsoever to Orlando Brown today. It was just guys running around him. And, you know, until Brown can show that he can beat the speed rush, he's going to see it more and more and more. And he just saw it nonstop today. And there wasn't much there to to slow it down. And like I said, I was really surprised that the Chiefs didn't give him any protection, just anybody on that side to, to chip and slow those guys down, give him a little bit of a speed bump to go around at least a little bit. Um, but it wasn't there, and it wasn't a great day for the rest of the offensive line either. Um, Trey Smith had a penalty I thought was, you know, kind of fictional, but they, you know what? When things are going bad, you're going to get some calls that go against you too. Um, but nobody in the offensive line I thought had a particularly good day. And then, you know, when he had the pressure, what does Mahomes do with it? Uh, it wasn't a lot of good decisions. Um, sometimes it was holding onto the ball too long. Um, you know, at times I thought he was trying to once again make the 12-point play. Mm-hmm. That's never going to be there. The the fumble in particular, you know, you got to get down. I mean, you know, especially in a situation like that, you know, fighting for extra yards, not going to do you any good. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's a quarterback. Sometimes you just have to go down. And that was a great example. I mean, feet forward, you know, give yourself up. Make sure you don't take the hit. Make sure you don't give the football up. Um, especially when things are going bad. I mean, I think you just have to, you know, take that extra precaution. And then across the board, I mean, you saw, you know, some drops from some normally reliable guys on the offense. Um, we saw some fumbles at the end of the game. Um, I, I, you certainly get the sense that everybody in this offense is pressing right now because everybody looks like they're trying to do a little bit too much. And when you get in that mode, when you're trying to do too much, you turn over the football and you commit penalties. And that's what this team did on Sunday. I think there was a solution, Chris. I want to ask you, were you surprised that we didn't see more tight end action? We didn't see no Gray Hartley at all. Didn't see Bell. This team missed Jody Fortson today, didn't they? They did miss Jody Fortson, but I think they're also missing Travis Kelsey. And I say that because I don't think Travis is healthy. Uh, I think he is trying to press in playing hurts. And I think that Kansas City needs to consider letting him sit for a game. Uh, and I'm not saying that because of the way he's playing. I'm saying it because he needs to get right. And to me, it doesn't look like he's right even when he's out there. So, uh, you know, I appreciate that he wants to try to play through it, but 
at times you can just tell he's not his normal self. And I think that's really hurting them. And then they try, you know, not using the other tight ends. They don't feel like, I don't think that uh, Gray can step into that Fortson role yet. And so really they're limited. And, you know, the game started off with Josh Gordon on the field a lot. And I thought that meant Josh Gordon was going to have a big hand in this game. They just completely went away from him too. And Matt, do you, is it, is it player specific? Is it, Plan specific. I thought the attack was was lacking in fundamentals down the middle of the field again when we were seeing two high safeties. Like, is there an aspect of the game planning that is letting this team down right now? Well, that's that's a, an interesting thought to me because I was thinking having the exact same thing go through my mind. And you know, normally this is an Andy Reid team and an offense that thrives off that script. They come out in the first fifteen or twenty plays, and oftentimes it's their best football. And we've been in a pattern now where that has not been the case. You know, we've seen it, that the Chiefs have been generally a better second half team. Um, they've had to make some comebacks. They've had to put up some points late, but the script hasn't been there early on. And some of that is that, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the you know, defenses are doing whatever they can to take away from what the Chiefs do best. And I just haven't seen a lot of scripts coming out early in the game where the chiefs try and take advantage of that i mean it's they seem like they're still very predictable on that script the teams know what's coming and i you know i think you've got to be able to make those adjustments out the very beginning i mean if you're andy reed eric benemy mike kafka i think you got to go back to the script and just look at what you're doing what's not working throw it out you know really reinvent what you are as a as an offense coming out in the first quarter because right now you're not doing anything to surprising anybody Teams know what's coming, and until the Chiefs figure out how to beat these consistent coverages that they're seeing, they're going to continue to see them. Well, and I think that's evidenced by the fact the fifth, first 15 went all the way into the second quarter, for the love of God. it's it's It was so many things compiled together that I think is really what bogged down the offense, and in that futility, I think put all the stress on that defense. Again, they started out hot. Uh, against the run, but they were getting play action. They were getting all these little things that I think was mental discipline. And quite frankly, I think the fatigue showed up late. Chris, when you look at how they, they can adjust that in terms of getting on a little bit more, what would you like to see the offense do to protect the defense a little more? Well, I think you have to be able to run the ball. And I think they got away from that. But the problem is, is you have to get first downs. And when you're not doing that at all, and you get three and outs early on in the game, you're going to have a hard time protecting your defense. And they just kept putting themselves in bad positions. Uh, I don't know how many third and nine plus they had in today's game. And you can't be in those types of situations on a regular basis and expect that you're going to be successful. Kansas City has been successful in the past, but that doesn't mean they're going to continue to be successful. And that's what we saw today. I don't know. It was what, 11 for 11 for Tannehill to start? Like he clearly had all the gas. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to buy gas, we got something for you that will help you out. It's called Get Upside. Go to your app store and grab that. You get 25 cents back on every gallon that you buy. Maybe put some in the offense's gas tank, would you? That might help. I don't know. There's a lot going on there. You can use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and that will get you an additional 25 cents back. And this tracks the gasoline that you buy, put in your car, and you get money back for it into your account, which you can then give to yourself in a, a gift card or an Amazon account or whatever you would like to do, PayPal as well. Just download Get Upside the app stores use the code touchdown for us and you'll get the 50 cents back on your first tank of gas and then and then you start looking about uh, looking for a team that's hungry and that's honestly what i didn't see from kansas city today but when you are hungry you need to go try built bar which is the best tasting protein bar ever if you haven't tried them by now you are definitely missing out 
It does not taste like a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar, and that is absolutely true. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A built bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll definitely enjoy. I uh, really enjoy the built bars that I have, and I, I'm definitely going to be ordering more soon. Built bars are low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious with so many different flavors. Another great thing about Built Bar, there are so many mouth-watering flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. This month, Built is coming out with new limited-time flavors every three to four days, so check their website often. You do not want to miss out. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Matt, I want to dig a little bit deeper into this process of how things are going about. And I don't know that it's just play play calling, play planning, uh, game planning during the week because decision-making by the staff today was suspect to say the least. Down 27, they elected to kick a field goal. Okay, great. You got one. Uh, down 24, again, in the, on the next possession, you kick a 57-yarder. And normally I would say Bucker's probably good for that. Didn't come off well. And you you leave yourself in this position where arguably the most high-powered offense of last season now can't put up more than three points against a suspect defense to begin with. This, I think, at the end of the day, you take it all in. Does this come back to the staff more or to the execution on the field? I mean, right now, I mean, unfortunately, I think it's all of the above. I mean, I, I think that we're certainly seeing the team not coming in with an effective game plan on both sides of the football right now. They are making adjustments. I mean, this is not the first time this season. It's not the, even the second time in a row. I mean, it's it's been multiple times now that we've seen the team, you know, playing pretty good in the second half. Uh, you know, we've seen them come back, but you got to come out with more effective plans from the very, very beginning. And that's the one thing that we have not seen. So I, I put that completely on the coaching staff. Um, from a, uh, from an execution standpoint, I mean, you're seeing mistakes on both sides of the football. And that's a problem. I mean, it's not just one person. It's not not, not like you can just have one scapegoat. I mean, you can't say it's Dan Sorensen or it's completely Patrick Mahomes or anybody like that. It's just been execution across the board, and that's on the players. Um, so you're one. You're getting getting you know Andy Reid's one of his best cliches that he leans on is you know not wanting to put guys in you know positions where they can't make plays. Well, right now they're putting guys in bad positions, and on top of that, they're not making plays. So there's a lot to go around now. It, hey, if you want to be the the glass half full kind of person, and there's a legitimate case to be made from thirty thousand feet above, this team is three and four. The four losses have all come to maybe arguably the four best teams in the league, and not only that, but it's come at points where I think you could say that each and every one of those teams has been playing the best football they're ever going to play all season. I mean, this is two fantastic performances put back to back by the Titans. Give it to them. I mean, you know, that that that's that's just two great games in a row. I thought the Ravens played their best game of the season against the Chiefs. The Bills were putting playing their best football coming into that Chiefs game. The Chargers were playing their best football. I mean, to a degree, yeah, it was rosily optimistic to think that the Chiefs were going to be five and two, six and one, even seven and zero oh at this point in the season with just the schedule. And especially in hindsight, now that you know that these teams and some of the teams that you thought were going to be cakewalks, like maybe the Chargers are really good football teams. So it's all is not lost. I mean, I'm not throwing this team under the bus and saying it's done, pack up the bags, get ready for 2022. I mean, this can still be a playoff team. They've still got it because we have seen them come back 
from situations with their back against the wall before. And I'm not going to bet against them doing that again because they've been there. This group has done that. Um, but you're now entering the time of the season where that has got to happen. You've got to come back and you got to put a beat down on the Giants next week. You've got to put together a couple of really good performances heading into the bye. Ideally, you know, you win two out of the next three games and you put yourself in the position. But after the Giants, I mean, you do have a couple more tough games coming up. Yeah, and that's what I'm sitting here looking at right now. Giants, Packers, Raiders, Cowboys are the next four games. If they don't win three out of four, the season's toast. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Uh, they're going to have a really hard time coming back if they can't win three of the next four games. So I think what you're looking at right now is say that they win this game against the Giants, then they're going to be 500 going into the game against the Packers. Right now, if I was a betting man, I don't know that I would say that Patrick Mahomes plays against the Giants. Uh, it seems like he's probably not got a concussion. At least that's what the Chiefs made it look like because they didn't take him to the locker room. But at the same time, who knows at this point? Uh, I don't know that he plays in this game. If he doesn't play in this game, do you go in there with Travis Kelsey banged up? Do you go in there with Tyree Kill banged up? Or do you try to get guys healthy for the rest of the season? Because right now, yeah, you absolutely have to win the Giants game, but you have to have a chance to win the, the three games after that too. Yeah. Matt, this is the last thing for today, and we won't prolong this any longer, folks. This is going to be an ugly plane ride home. This better be a quiet plane as far as I'm concerned. I saw too many people smiling to the end of that game on the sideline. Like, I'd be fired up if I was this staff. What's the one thing that you can do starting right now as you're getting on that flight through to tomorrow and reviewing the film on Tuesday? What do you do to try to spark this and turn it around? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of different ways, and I'll, I'll be interested to see how Andy Reid plays it because I, I'll tell you, one of the ways may just be to give these guys some space. I mean, they're going to have an extra day this week to get ready for Monday night. So, you know, that's that's another day that normally would be an extra off day for this team. I mean, they'll get back to work at practice on Thursday. We'll see if that changes, if they, if they put together some extra meetings or decide to put together some extra film prep. Uh, you know, Andy may go the other way and just say that, you know, this entire coaching staff, everybody, maybe they just need an extra 24 hours to decompress and and put this behind them and try and get some rest, get some guys. Remember, I mean, yeah, it's not just Travis Kelsey. I mean, they had 16 guys on the injury report this week, and, and I'm sure other guys are hurting, too. I mean, it's just it's it's the NFL season. So I would and, and certainly Mahomes, if he wasn't banged up coming into this game, he's banged up coming out of it. Um, I do know, you know, confirm that, yeah, Andy Reid said he did pass the concussion protocol. He could have re-entered the game, um, but it was coach's decision not to. And there certainly was at that point no reason to put him back into that game. Um, but I can certainly see it both ways. It's, you know, hey, is this a week where you take that extra day and you put in some more film work, you put in some more self-analysis and you figure out what's going on? Or does he just give these guys an extra day of rest and say, hey, you guys need it, you know, decompress, get away, let your bodies heal for another 24 hours and get back at it on Thursday. Yeah, I'll be interested to see how he approaches that as well. Chris, any last takeaways? I just really want to know where the passion was because I didn't see it in, in today's game, and that's really what is disheartening to me is I just didn't think that this Chiefs team was focused from the get-go. Uh, I think they, they looked very good against the run. They were rallying to the ball that way. Uh, but the passing game where you would think that they would be a lot better than they would be against the run just really didn't seem to have that oomph today. Yeah. I agree, folks. We're going to try to take it apart. We'll be here all week. Matt will be back on Wednesday, and we'll start looking ahead to the Giants as well. Make sure that you're with us. Thank you for spending your time with us today, and we will talk to you tomorrow.